time again to disagree about anything and everything at once. On TV, it's a vicious circle, never ending, a linear equation, worldly extending. Teenage politics, it's too confusing. Politics, politics, too confusing. Teenage politics, too confusing. Politics, politics, too confusing. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jake. <laughs> I was trying to swallow that water as fast as I could because you started and I was like, I had, I was halfway through a gulp. As soon as you went up, I was like, now. <laughs> well played, oh, sir. Well played. dude. Uh, what's what? going on? Man, I was going to ask you the same thing. Just Everything? Just I have s- so much. And I, I've, I've always said that I kind of hate when people are like, oh, I have so much going on. I don't know how I do some of the, like, juggled all of these roles. Yeah. you got a, a lot going on. It's I walked insane. in here and you're just mashing your keyboard and I was like, oh, he's got something to do. I thought he was done with, I thought he was done with school, but it turns out you're not. <laughs> yeah, I have a project reflection assignment to do. So last week, uh, Jake and I released a promotional video and that was an assignment that I, I created and made. Jake helped me. He was my, my uh subject for the video oh i put in minimal work that's not making me part of this um and just made a say what you mean promotional video it's on our instagram check it out um and so that was like the kind of the big project well jake comes into me mashed away on my keyboard because as soon as i submit my project last what was it friday almost a week ago um i see that i have a project reflection assignment which is Take one of your four creations that you made for this class. So I made a graphic. I made a logo. I made uh, audio freaking whatever, which was easy. And then a video story in Adobe and Premiere. Um, so it said re- change one of these. And it's not much. I have to write like 150 words of like why I changed what I changed. But and you know those 150 words are going to be the longest 150 words you've ever have to write because it's a pointless. Assignment. No, I feel like oh, this. Really? Yeah, okay. I feel like this All class. Right, you and I are way different. Then. This <laughs> class and their word limits. I always like double the word limits. Really? Yeah, okay. because I, mean, I. So do I. Or like I have. I I like this creative stuff and it's fun for me. And so when I get to talk about like the process of what I was thinking behind it, how I did it and what I, what, you know, what I did, yeah, for sure. I can just go on and on about it. So it's, it's the typing it up is the easy part. It's getting that now edited video re-edited with today. I'm going to ask you to do a shot for me to add to the end of the video, just to change it a little bit in some way. And I think add some elements that it might be missing, but then I have to get all that up by tomorrow night while working 10 hours tonight, then driving to Seattle tonight, then being a best man in a wedding tomorrow. <laughs> Are you going to be awake for that? I, I, I was like, I text uh, my buddy Jeff and I'm like, dude, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. He's like, metal and energy drinks. <laughs> <laughs> in double the metal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, and Slayer. Wait, 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 wait. forgot about that. Don't ever forget. That is the best. (laughs) Um, Dude. Okay. So I'm going to bring it down a little depressing here before I bring it back up. Okay. So. I mean, any good playlist has rises and falls. Yes, for sure. And this is the ballad. You know how Dexter's health has been like pretty bad? Oh, no. You know? Yeah. Okay. So um, 
his heart is so big. I've explained this. I don't know if I've explained this on the show. He's got congenitive heart failure, disease, whatever. Um, his heart is so big. It, it collapses his, like it puts pressure on his esophagus. Mm -hmm. So he struggles to breathe sometimes. Um, so we got him on like human heart medication. We have to cut it up in like quarters. Oh my gosh. And he's, uh, I, there's one that's like regulating his heart, trying to help regulate his heart beat. And then the other one like helps his blood flow. Um, and then we have some, there's a, a, what is it? I don't know. Some little bit of like a drop painkiller drop and okay. that just kind of helps his esophagus relax so that mm -hmm. he can breathe better so we're giving him this medication every day we have to buy it like every month um but anything for that little guy right Yeah, for sure so the other night um sometimes like when he wheezes it's like a <gasps> sound and he'll have fits like that um because sometimes like the idea is that is Blood isn't like everything's not circulating as well because his heart's not strong enough. Sometimes, like when, before, we, when we first addressed this, he had like some uh, fluid-like buildup, okay, around his heart, around his lungs a little bit. And there's a he's on a diuretic to also get rid of that stuff, so he's pissing all the time. Um, so it's a good thing you have a dog door. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jen doesn't want to leave it open because she's afraid a hawk's gonna grab him. Oh, <laughs> you do love you do live out in the country, and I do see lots of. Birds of prey. Yeah, so, so that's a real possibility. That's it is. I, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, because I have two golden retrievers that a hawk aren't carrying away. No, so. that little guy. They'll grab him up real quick. Yeah. So, um, and with his bad little heart, he, who knows how fast he can get away? <laughs> so we're laying in bed. We're we're asleep, dude. Dead asleep. It's two a.m. and I hear this, ah! like squeal like that, and I wake up and I'm like, what the hell? And Jen's at the end of the bed already. And she's like, Dexter, Dexter, Dexter. And I'm like, is he okay? And she's like, I don't know. And I was like, turn on the light. So she turns on the light and I grab him and I pick him up. He's completely limp and not breathing. And I'm like, Dexter, Dexter. And his eyes are in the back of his head. And uh, I, I'm kind of like hitting him on the back. I'm like, Dexter. De I look at Jen. I go, I think he's dying. Like, I think this is it. And, uh. So I'm shaking him, I'm shaking him, and he kind of he kind of wakes up <laughs> and he starts breathing, and I'm like, oh my god! And then like I'm like, uh, I don't know what to do, Jen. So we're like laying there, and we're like, check. I'm like checking him. His gums are like white. Oh my gosh! So he must have not been breathing for at least a little while. Yeah, that's crazy. So I started crying. <laughs> well, I do. I would. And I Jen's would too. just <clears throat> iron eyes, jaking it like <laughs> just so tough and i'm like how are you not crying she goes i have to be strong for him and i'm like i'm losing it and so like we sat with him for like 20 minutes and like his breathing was all like like weird and his heart was weird and then 20 minutes later he's wagging his tail and licking us and just like really? ready to play well thank goodness that he's okay but that's scary dude i cried for like an hour like, dude it scared the you. shit out of me yeah so, I couldn't imagine. I could not imagine, man. Yeah, that is I kept thinking about you, like, because I know you love your dog so much, and I think I think I thought about this. This is what I, not not. I did think about you, but I think about like, you know, when you hear about other people's dogs dying in their pets, it's really hard to relate, even though you have a dog and a pet. Mm -hmm. But the second you go through something like that with your dog and your pet, you immediately empathize with 
everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started thinking like, oh God, I hope Jake never has to go through something like this. Or like, I don't know why I just started thinking about, and then like Dimitri's dog died like last year. And I started thinking about like, I was kind of cold about it, busting his balls about it. But then it's like my dog almost dies and it's the saddest thing ever. It's like, it's the same fucking situation. Yeah. No, I, I growing up, like I always grew up with dogs and when I was, um, and we had to put down like the dog that I grew up with. Mm-hmm. And that was like, the, so if ever since then, like I have the utmost empathy for right. anybody who, who goes through that. And I've had to put down like several pets, like a dog and a cat and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've been there for my, my childhood dog. Um, but Jesse, did I tell you about, oh, I didn't tell you about Jesse. My, uh, he has a boxer, had a boxer and, uh, she had a heart attack right in front of him, died in his arms. Seriously? Yeah. So I, oh I, God, that's I the imagine. first thing I thought about. Um, this was like six months ago. So I thought about like, oh my God, this is it. Like, cause we know Dexter's going to die. His heart's bad. They told us three months to a year. Um, I don't know three months. That's okay. <laughs> three months to a year or something like that so um we know it's coming yeah and i was like well this is it like i don't know what to do here but i guess he's gonna die um so then he was fine and he was just happy and like then i didn't sleep the rest of the night because that scared the shit out of me so then the next day jen like uh went to the vet and um so they've been awesome there as far as like care for dexter mm-hmm. what is it called again that's uh mountain view mountain view yeah, that's where my sister works yeah so she goes there and she sees the vet and the vet's like well i don't think he had a heart attack or anything uh, i don't think he had a stroke if he was up and fine that quickly like he's good mm-hmm. let's just do some scans and I'll, I'll listen to his heart and all this stuff they did like a x-ray i think but they want to do another like cardiogram or card whatever the Echo- hell it's called yeah. yeah we've already done one they're not cheap Fuck no, dude. And well, we were thinking about getting them for for Tucker and Bo because uh, there's a it's it, the acronym is DCM, but yeah. it really affects Goldens and it's yeah. a enlarged heart thing. It's it's a different than what Dexter right. is dealing with, but it you know it's kind of it makes their heart fail eventually, right. just different causes. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, dude, they're not cheap at all. Like it's five hundred bucks. Yeah, and we've already done one, and they're like, you guys want you guys, and I want to do another one because I want to see how. It's progressing, mm-hmm. the heart disease. Yeah. So we're going to do one in January. But she's like, I think it was just an episode. I th- I don't know. Maybe it was the way he was laying and he, he just, I think he just passed out is what she said. Mm. And I'm just like, what the hell? And so now it's like every set. So this is depressing, but we were going to go to up to Seattle for two nights because he's getting married tomorrow. Um, and then we were going to, I know we're going to lunch afterwards and getting together with friends and then we're going to stay another night and then head home Saturday. Mm -hmm. But now we're just too scared. So we canceled our sad or Friday stay and coming home. Wow. Yeah. Well, you guys are great dog owners. (laughs) Dexter is lucky to have you guys. Thank you. So that was this, that was scary as shit. So that happened. On top of everything else you've got going. Oh, and then, uh, I want to get into something, uh, uh, about my job because I've well, I was gonna say something last week and then we just got too into it, um, but I wanted to ask you what's going on with your truck? What happened? Uh, if well, you don't mind sharing, oh, I'll, I'll share. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna. Oh, share, it, share. I, I want to bury and burn that piece of crap. <laughs> I've 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 never had a I've never driven a vehicle that I was confident in. Every time I got in it, if oh, it was gonna start, no. if it was gonna start or not. And you've heard my truck. Yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty good impression, then, dude. Well, I've heard it a lot. 
and you have to sit there. But what it is is that I, mean, I won't get into too much detail, but mm-hmm. it, it the in tops of on top of a lot of different things. The the biggest issue with with my truck is that the fuel injectors leak, so it doesn't. Oh. So there's always like there's always leftover uh, fuel in the fuel lines, mm-hmm. so it doesn't start on a warm start. So if I park my truck and it sits for it'll start right away it'll start up again right away but if it sits between 25 and like 45 minutes yeah it won't it won't start up right away so what a lot of times what i've had that's not a lot of time no (laughs) but if it's on the other side of 45 minutes once the engine's had a chance to cool it will start up okay so it like i it's it's like that window of like 20 25 minutes like so if i go to lunch with Kylie, mm-hmm. it, it never starts trying to get it. Like, we're like, she's like, am I going to be able to get back to work? Aww. Oh, man. No, I'm kidding. No, she's, no, she's, no. Always, she's always a good trooper. <laughs> um, but there is that, like, uh-oh. Yeah. Like, you always got to think about it. Like, is this going to be a thing? Mm-hmm. No, it, it sucks. It like, really if sucks. If I drive here, am, am I, I going to be able to drive home? Exactly. But yeah, that's yeah, so it's all that's always in the back of my mind. And Kylie's always... Um, I always get super embarrassed and Kylie's always like, yeah, she's always kind yeah. of my rock of Gibraltar. But the, uh, anyway, sh- anyway, so the other day, and this is just fitting. I haven't ate Taco Bell since I got food poisoning, like last April. Yeah. And so I was, I have uh, listeners claiming that it wasn't the Taco Bell. Really? Yeah. Cause you've told this story. Huh? And they're like, there's no way it was a Taco Bell. That's too quick. He couldn't. We wouldn't have happened from the Taco Bell. It was Bell. like six hours later. They, they're. I'm just telling you. Mm, okay. I don't know what medical else field professionals really? say. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm going to trump them and say fake news. Okay. Science doesn't know what they're talking about. Um. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe. I, I just, never told you that. No. Oh yeah. No, you never told me that. Oh, That's yeah. interesting. Okay. Well, then uh, I can't. I'm not going to. But maybe they're biased because I think they love Taco Bell. Well, I mean, I like Taco Bell, too. But so I swing into Taco Bell. Okay. And there that Taco Bell up here by our, you know, that's up here in Salmon Creek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like their their parking lot's kind of like a bowl. Mm -hmm. And so if it's. A salad bowl. It's it's, it's a salad bowl. All right, Hans. (laughs) God. Um, Anyway, so I'm parked. If you park on an incline or decline, it's. The whole this whole mess is made worse with my truck. I don't know oh. why, but so I, I park on an in, on an incline and I, I eat there and I come out and I can't get it started. Well, I had in the, over the last couple of weeks I developed a technique that would get my truck started more quickly, and that's I hold the starter down, mm-hmm. I hold the ignition down, and then try to like flutter the gas pedal to mm-hmm. get gas through like force gas through the engine to right. the engine. Well, I held it over too long and it caused the starter to burn out. So I, uh, so I burned up the starter and then there's like a million other things that's wrong with this truck. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, I'm not putting any more money okay. into this truck. So I'm probably going to go this weekend and figure out and figure out something. Okay. So all right. we'll see. RIP. Or no, I'm not giving that. I hate <laughs> that thing. I absolutely hate that truck. Yeah. But it is what it okay, is. Okay. It got me. It got me through. Yeah. It got me through. What oh, is your computer doing, computer. dude? It's a ghost. <laughs> it's a ghost. Mute it. What? Mute it. How do I do? Oh, there it. Okay, we're good. <laughs> how do I? Uh, how do I? I don't know. I don't know computers. I know. Anyway, that. all right. So that's that's my vehicle front. Okay. What's, uh, what's going okay. on with uh, what's going on with work? Okay, dude. So, oh, I don't even know where to start. 
I'll just start with what happened yesterday, and it'll kind of give context of where I've been. Okay. So, two months ago, I took this new job, and they told me, hey, man, uh, this job sucks, and it's really hard, and we've had a ton of turnover, so we're going to pay you a stupid amount of money to do this job so that you don't leave and Mm -hmm. so that we don't have the same turnover and so that you stay. Okay. But we're telling you it sucks and it's hard. You won't be, you won't even be on your own for six months to a year. And I was like, shoot. Okay. Like, let's do it. You have, let's go. So then after two months, they just throw me on my own. I've been working 11s and 12s. Dear Lord. Simply because I don't know what I'm doing. I'm for, for 11 hours straight. I'm scrambling to try to make, to try to get all of the work done. The reason I can't is because I am, I don't know the bigger picture. So if you've done this job long enough, you know where all the drivers are throughout Mm -hmm. the day, what equipment they have so that we have to do a lot of trailer swaps. And that's where uh, companies will fill an entire, entire trailer up and then we'll go swap it with an empty and bring their freight in. Okay. We do like 20 a day. Wow. I talked to my buddy at my last trucking company job mm-hmm. and he says they do three. Damn. So mostly my job is to trailer swap and chase trailers. Mm-hmm. We call it chasing trailers. So if you've done this job long enough, you know who has what and who can actually swap on their way in. Nobody explained that to me. So I'm bringing everybody in and then trying to send everybody back out for 25 but only doing it with like five or six drivers. So I've been working long, long, miserable, miserable days. And I'm just like burnt. I'm burnt and trying to do finals and trying to prevent my dog from dying. Like Mm -hmm. it's just been too much. So someone was like, dude, just like, just throw your, just update your stuff on indeed. Maybe something will come your way. I know you're in grad school. I know you're busy. I know you have a good job, but just throw it up there and you know, see, just, Throw a line out there, see if there's any bites. So I update my resume with all my current stuff. I never used Indeed, so I was like, sure, okay. So I just, <clears throat> I must have like uh, done it at some point, but um, I just threw up all my current stuff up there. Um, added some things, some skills that weren't listed on there. I will say this job has given me a ton of experience in being a supervisor, being a manager, um, just different skills that I didn't really have. Mm-hmm. Um so yesterday I come in and not my manager, but the, the terminal manager, he's, uh, he's kind of acting real weird around me when I first get there. And I was like, something, something's going on. So <laughs> he taps me on the back. He goes, Hey, uh, come in here for a sec. And I was like, okay. So he brings me in his office and he goes, you looking for a new job? And I go, what do you mean? And he goes, well, I know you're on Indeed. I was like, yeah, I updated my stuff. I was honest. I don't give a shit. Yeah. And he's like, huh, okay. And I go, what's up? And he goes, that tells me that something's going wrong in there. And I was like, I've been telling you that for the last two weeks, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, this is the guy that you've had. You've already had a couple. No, no this, this is his boss. His boss. Okay. Yeah. So last week I had a meeting with both both managers. Mm-hmm. There's three managers total. The, the, so there's a terminal assistant and then mine. Okay. Um, and I had a meeting with the terminal and mine. And I just said, listen, 
I, I see that you guys are doing the uh, sink or swim approach for me, just throwing me into it. And I said, I've learned a lot through it. And I think it, maybe it's not a, maybe it's not such a terrible idea. It's been OK. I said, I don't mind sink or swim. But what I don't appreciate is fuck you, figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I go and there's a little bit of fuck you, figure it out happening. And it's not it's not setting me up to succeed. So and I had this meeting last week. So the fact that he's even a little bit surprised at this meeting is just annoying to me. Yeah. So it just shows that he's detached. So we start talking about it and he's like, what is it? What is it about that? And I start telling him, like, I've been asking for these guys to start later so that I can have them later to chase trailers. And you basically told me no. And I because they were 11 o'clock starters that I had a group of guys that I used mm-hmm. for my late shift. And then he bumped him to 10 thinking it would help. And it hasn't. It's made it worse because at 10 o'clock they're at their 12 hours and they want to go home. Gotcha. So they don't want to stay and help and go for one more time. And I'm like, it's just not helpful, dude. And then I I've talked. I've said I've talked to the assistant terminal manager about how my manager's been kind of a piece of crap. And but him and I have definitely been on the amends with our relationship. Sure. And he's like, okay, I'm going to bring your manager in here. I'm going to talk to him. Um, we're going to get this sorted out. And I was like, all right. And he's like, go back to work. It was a, it was like a 15-minute conversation. We talked about uh, my role as, um, as far as authority and what I can do as far as administering discipline because I don't know. They don't sure. tell me any of this. Really? Nothing. Like He's like, you can write them up. You can send them home. You can do all this. And I'm like, nobody told me this stuff. Like, I don't know what I am allowed to do as far as being able to manage these people. Mm-hmm. I can tell them, hey, you need to go here and do this. But what if they tell me no? Or what if they, you know, like they didn't explain any of what I'm allowed to do or what I'm supposed That's to crazy. do. Crazy. That's what I'm saying. It's insane. So they bring my boss in there and they talk for like 15 minutes. And then he comes back and he's sad as shit. He's so sad. And he he's like moping around all day. <laughs> And we get through and um, we get a minute for when it dies down during the night for like an hour. And I turn to him. I'm like, hey. And he's like, yeah. And I go, let's hash it out. And he's like, what do you mean? I go, we both just had individual meetings with the terminal manager. Mm -hmm. Clearly, we both said things and things were said to us. I want to make sure that we are on the same page and nothing was spun in a way that was unintended. So he tells me a part of this whole story that I didn't know. HR saw my profile updated. Now, I don't know how I feel about this. HR saw it, told the regional vice president, who then called the terminal manager and said, what the fuck, dude? You swore by this guy. You said he was a great dude and he's a hard worker. And he's on Indeed looking for somewhere else to go. That tells me something in your operation is fucked up. So then they said, okay, it oh, must. I they weren't bringing, blaming you. Though. No. They were, they were saying they were I think saying it, it was this a, kind of worked in my favor. It was I think. a systemic issue. Yeah. So then they're like, oh, no, it must be my direct manager. So then when they brought my direct manager in there, they just basically blamed him. Really? Yeah. And I was like, listen, dude. And we had, we talked for like an hour. I said, this is not, I said, I did not say it was because of you. I said it was a lack on all the manager's parts by not thoroughly training me before just throwing me on my own. Mm-hmm. Well, you were told at the beginning it was going to be six months exactly. at least before you were on your That's own. That's what I keep saying. 
And they're and I go, you guys keep saying like, hey Jeff, why did this happen? Hey Jeff, why did this happen? Because I am not trained to do that. Mm-hmm. That is on you guys. Yeah. And now I think they're finally getting it. I guess it's nice that you can compartmentalize that because me, I would inter- I would internalize it and like make it like, oh, it was my fault. It wasn't me that fucked See, up. And I'm I'm scrambling. I told him I go. I told, I swear to God, I said this verbatim. I go. I am in between. Give it everything I've got. And I don't give a fuck. That's a dangerous place to be. That's what I, that's what yeah. he said. And, and I go, I go, you have the opportunity right now to have one of the best dispatchers in this company. And it's up to you to cultivate that. Or he goes, or you're going somewhere else. I go, it could happen, but I'm telling you now, take this opportunity and make me the best. Just fucking train me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you're paying me this amount of money and you're not training me. Like, it's, what is the point? That's craziness. Isn't it nuts? That's just nuts, man. It's like I'm in the twilight zone. Like, nobody. They're just like, why is all this shit happening? Are you fucking serious? Man, that's I I can't believe dude, I can't believe I can't believe that. That's insane. And I'm like, so I go, what I need is, I go, I'm going to tell you everything that I need as soon as I think about it. Mm-hmm. Don't blow me off as, 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 as if it's a stupid idea. Listen to me. Mm-hmm. Because if you want me to be the best, I'm going to tell you what I need. Yeah. And he was like, well, like what? And I go, I need a list of all the driver's start times so I know who starts when and who I am used, who I can use to chase at what time. He goes, that's a really good idea. I said I asked for it yesterday. <laughs> How are you not beating your head against the wall like 24-7? Because I'm between I don't give a fuck and I'm going to give it my all. Sure. Okay. And it's up for them to steer me in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Because I told them when I came in, I'll do everything I got to be the best that I can. If you guys hold up your end, support me and, 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 make, and make that happen. Yeah. And they haven't. No. And I told them that. I said, this is on you. So that's what's going on at work. (laughs) Man, I don't know how. I don't know how you were able to get through this semester with with that. I got 100% in my one class. Really? I did not miss one point. Congratulations. I've never had that happen in my life. That's awesome. It's insane. Well, I mean, it's crazy what happens when you're in an area like you really in an area that you love yeah it is like weird. i'm not saying you don't love history yeah yeah but you're really passionate about mm-hmm. content creation and communications, communications yeah. and that kind of stuff so it's it's yeah. awesome that the communications and global context is the one i have 100 percent in okay and that's not like the only one like i if you were to ask me if someone were to ask me hey what classes are jeff's taking that's the one i could i could say you're like i know that you're you're doing mm-hmm. i haven't i don't know about i don't think you've the other, one's, talk- the other one's content creation. Oh, is that what it is? Yes. Oh, okay. So I, I thought the content creation was for your, you know, no, other one. No, no. Okay. So global communication, global, co- no, communications and global context mm-hmm. is, we've talked about it a little bit, yeah. but it's creating a crisis communication plan. Okay. I thought those were all one of no, the same. No, two, okay. two separate ones. Two separate classes. Okay. I knew you were taking two. I just didn't. I thought like you just had never mentioned it. It was like some like writing in the major course. Or no, something like that's that. what okay. it is. It's just creating a plan, studying communications in a corporate world, international world, and then making a plan. And then for my final, I had to like put together the whole plan. It was like 22 pages. And then I had to give a video pitch. I had to record a video pitch. See, those aren't, aren't those the worst? 
like she, something like that. Like I hated record, it. Having to record yourself talking. So I recorded myself for like 20 minutes straight, like going through it. And I just, I told Jen, I go, you should keep this for like one day when I die. And she's like, why? And I was like, I don't know. Cause you know, this is just a weird thought that I said this, but you know, you always like, you, you know, like movie scenes, you always see like nostalgic videos of everybody like laughing yeah. or like mm-hmm. at a dinner table. And I was like, this could just be a video. I'm thinking this could just be a video of me just going, you fucking idiot <laughs> to myself. <laughs> Because I'm literally looking at the camera and I'm like, hey, my name's Jeff and today I'll be discussing. So, uh, oh, you fucking dummy. Like just to myself and then just 20 minutes of me degrading myself in between takes of me doing really well. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't have to do anything that long, but for one of my classes. It was only it's only supposed to be seven minutes, but I just recorded 20 minutes straight because then I had to cut and uh, edit it. Gotcha. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, you probably was... didn't cut and edit yours, which is more frustrating. No, I just would stop and then re-record. Oh, stop! God, re-record. so I would have everything written out. Like, yeah, as I would be going, I would have everything written, like a script yeah, written yeah, down yeah. and stuff like that. So I had scripted parts, but then I also had like parts where I just went like ad lib. Yeah, ad libbed. Um, I'll show you the video because there's this cool little video effect that okay. that you can do where it's like. I'll be talking and then it'll kind of fade into me saying the next sentence. And there's almost like, it's almost like you can't tell through the video. Oh. Like you can see a little bit of a glitch or a fade, mm-hmm. but it's so, it's so smooth that it's like, Oh, I see you edited it there, but at least it was smooth. And yeah. Cool. hundred yeah, percent. That's awesome. man. Congratulations. Cool. I didn't get a hundred percent in the content creation, but I'm thinking that's it's subjective and he's like grading on the quality of something and yeah, I mean, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> It's a minute at the end of the day to get your degree. Yeah. That's what matters. I asked Jen, I said, hey, is it impressive that I'm like getting my master's? She's like, no, I don't care. Even if you point to it on the wall, no big deal. But this is this is a woman who's just been like beat down with me constantly, like in any argument, just pointing to my degree on the wall. <laughs> God, if I did that, Kylie would probably burn my diploma. <laughs> I just do it to be douchey, so she's, like, not trying to feed into me being douchey. Obviously, she's, like, proud that I'm a grad student or whatever, but she's just, like, not trying to feed any into it in any way or form. She's like, why do you ask? And I was like, I don't know. I went to, I went to Dutch, and, I mean, this is, I mean, you're getting compliments from the people at Dutch who were just like, hey, brother, how you doing? Like, anyways. <laughs> so they were just like. Uh, Those people are over the top. Oh, so much over the top. But they're like. What are you doing today? And I was like, uh, just got to finish up finals. Oh, what are you studying? Oh, just master's in strategic communication. And they're like, your master's? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, whoa, that's awesome. And I was like, I mean, it's fun. I like it. It's, it's actually surprisingly easy. And they're like, oh, okay. And then, Yeah, it's online, blah, blah, blah. And I drove away and I was like, I don't feel like anyone in my life is impressed. No, me neither. <laughs> dude, me neither. Like, yeah. Yeah, but the the people that Dutch they got my back. For they make sure. me feel good about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's crazy, crazy, crazy life. Life. Life is crazy. Um, before we get into some things that you text me about that you want to talk about, I want to say I'm a I'm worried about praising any, and we can get into this and uh, at any extent we can decide as okay, we go, sure. but. I'm I'm hesitant now to praise any trailblazer at all ever. Okay. Interesting. The 
first game after an episode where we just loved on Rodney Hood, mm-hmm. he goes down injured. Oh, Season ending you're just injury. trying to keep it so nobody, yeah, you don't jinx them. We would, we have been nothing but praising Nurk and how much we love Nurk. He's out. Then it's Collins. Oh yeah, gosh, I think I'm pretty co- sure that that night I sent you Collins is so sexy, and then he tore his labrum. Yeah, we can't yeah, praise dude, him we're, anymore. Okay, we're not even talking. <laughs> now that you're pointing this out to me. I'm starting to connect the dots, and yeah, we're never talking Trailblazers on say what you mean. Again. I was listening to the episode <laughs> after it happened, and I'm like, this did not age well. No. God, when I saw him go down, man, I knew exactly what it was. Also, you were a little dramatic about what happened when you texted me. I don't like JaVale McGee. He didn't even touch him. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking. He's a try hard, though. I'm thinking, oh, what a piece of shit. I'm going to be so pissed when I watch this video. And then I watch it. I'm like, he didn't even touch him. He just landed in a running stance. He was running before he even landed with the ball and it's, that's why that weird angle snaps it he, i don't think I, he was already dealing with um achilles he's he missed the fourth quarter of the game before mm-hmm. with a with achilles soreness <gasps> and then they trotted him back out there the next night and then that's what popped dude it. mine's been sore lately and I, when i've been playing mm-hmm. and it's like last week i played basketball till uh, i played basketball every sunday and it was just me and my brother-in-law playing one-on-one, yeah. which is hard. It's more work. And I was like, one more? And he's like, yeah, one more. And I got up to play, and my knee was all sore. And I was like, I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it for this week. So, I mean, these guys have got to know their limits. And the team's got to know his limits. Yeah. Don't – this yeah. team sucks. Yeah. Don't it's, play it's, him for the rest of the year, dude, it's, then. It's terrible. Like, this team is not good. If this, he that is, bench is so bad. If, if anybody has any pain or tenderness on any joints, muscles, anything. No, they should just shut Damian Lillard down yes. for the rest of the season. If he gets hurt. Yeah, or CJ gets hurt. Like, this, everything that is happening from this point forward should be about next year. Mm-hmm. Don't do anything to jeopardize next i don't think i've ever been in this situation with the trailblazers really like i you know i've been recent fan since like i think oh seven like revamped fan yeah that's probably my timeline too really um and even when roy went down even those weird years with raymond felton even with like the worst things that we've seen so far i've always been like no it's okay like keep going keep going like like I'm still like all on board and I'm like, I think I have the worst season ever. And I didn't care because it was still basketball, was still trailblazers. And it's some, I don't know. I think it's cause I, I saw Nurk and Collins and Lillard and CJ and the Western conference finals. And I'm like, this team could win it all. And then this season happens. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I haven't even watched games like that. I've been able to watch like, Ooh. Even the Nick Knicks game, I'm like, okay, we're just beating their ass. I'm not watching the rest of this. They didn't even play. Here's the thing: is that they were <laughs> playing somebody better. They Portland probably loses that game. They were just allowing maybe just because they knew that the Knicks weren't going to be able to come back. But there's one point where CJ goes to close out on a shooter in the corner, mm-hmm. stops midway to him, and then turns his back to the shooter and goes and stares at the rim. He's basically daring the dude to shoot it. Did and he dude, make it? Yeah. But we were already up by 24 <laughs> at that point. But it's like, but it's still, it's just like, yep, that's about the effort on the perimeter defense we've seen all season. It is. But then also, 
so it's that fine line of do you play like you're playing anyone else or are you a try hard because you're up by 25 uh, see, that's, yeah i get it but at least i don't know it's kind of like in baseball when you see a guy not trying to run out of ground a routine ground ball the first mm-hmm. it's like even though you're like you're up or you're way down it's like you just like there's like the minimal effort stuff to right. do i mean i'm not saying be javel mcgee when you're blowing out the blazers and like trying to scrap for every little rebound and yeah. pushing dudes out of the way and boxing out hard in a blowout. But at least, like, don't turn the your Cl- back close to the out shooter. On him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> at least make a slight attempt. I don't know. I think there's I think there's a middle ground there. Yeah. I don't know. Did yeah, you, it's the blaze. God, it's just so bad. Watching Mellow brick, bricking shots. and I didn't watch. I haven't watched. They, that Oklahoma City game was frustrating because they did not shoot well from the field. When they don't shoot well, they lose. Yeah, it's a make or miss league, and then and the more and more it becomes about jump shots, the more you're going to see inconsistent play. Right. And anybody can beat anybody on a given night. There's not a single team that if they got hot shoot, got hot with their jumpers, they they're going to beat anybody. It doesn't matter right. what kind of defense is being played. Right. So. Yeah. There's only like one or two teams that can actually lock down D in this league anymore. Everybody else is just a jump shooting. Who are they? Team. The Clippers can lock down when they want to. Mm-hmm. And I think the Lake, honestly, the Lakers to can too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. I didn't Toronto a bit. Game. Like yeah. Toronto has some good defenders when they're all healthy with Ibaka and Siakam mm-hmm. and Fred Van Vliet. As much as he annoys me, he's a little. He's like a bigger, thicker version of JJ Barea. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. I think that's a good comparison. Because JJ always Barea always played decent defense. Yeah. Yeah. He was always scrappy. Like he never got beat off the dribble. Mm-hmm. He may not have the size to really like defended like a, a taller jump shooter mm-hmm. but he never let you just get around him easily right that's a good point hmm what do you think about love i would make the it, it would i would make the the trade mm-hmm. i think no i meant like the feeling the feeling of, of love oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh that was a good one sorry i was just thinking about context like if somebody like didn't know what we were talking about and i'm like jake what do you think about love <laughs> you start going on about trades well, if everybody and <laughs> loved each other the world would be a better place um yeah i think love i think a trade for love would be uh would be beneficial to this team because it'll allow collins maybe next year to come off the bench right love is on a love fits that so the players are in a very unique position about because they're going to be a terrible team they're going to be sub 500 to the trade deadline right. but they're going to be buyers yeah. Which is like that you never hear that, right? You'd mm-hmm. normally see them trying to shed assets instead of take on bad contracts. Mm-hmm. And but they need to because they know they're they're kind of like the Warriors, but they're not managing it as well as the Warriors. The Warriors knew like how bad they are mm-hmm. and they just shut everybody down. Right. Even Draymond and, and Steph. Like they're not Draymond's going. not playing? Mm-mm. Wow. They don't have anybody playing. Wow. So they're tank they're doing a better tank job, knowing what they have coming back next year healthy. Right. And they're gonna add like a top five draft pick to that. <sighs> Whereas Portland is going to hang around that ten or eleven spot and grind the their guys into the dirt. And then get a low end lottery pick that's a developmental at best big. Right. Like that's why I want them. I, I know it's a defeatist attitude, and Lillard's never going to do it. And I love him for it because mm-hmm. he's so loyal and he wants to win. He's such a competitor. But dude, just get a nondescript back injury and sit out for the rest of the year. Go work on your rap career. <laughs> like, go do something else. Let right. Anthony Simons and Carmelo Anthony jack up thirty shots a game, and we lose. Yeah. 
that's what I want for the rest of the season. But it's not going to happen because I think if you bring in Love, you you start him at the four mm-hmm. next year. He hasn't had a lot of tread on the tires because they have Cleveland's trying to develop their young players, so right. he really hasn't been playing that much. So he's going to be pretty fresh, mm-hmm. and he's still in his what early thirties. Mm-hmm. Still a viable stretch four. Mm-hmm. You pair him alongside Nurk. You pair him. You got Nurk, CJ. Hopefully Hood can come back because he's got a player option next year. You'd have to imagine he probably takes it. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, who knows? Will. But you can always plug in a three. Um, you move base. I, I don't know what the what Cleveland would be looking to get from him, but I'm heard. I heard teams are wanting um, potential trade partners are wanting Cleveland to add a first round pick mm-hmm. to incentivize the, to kind of offset the the taking on of Love's massively bad contract. Right. But if I were O'Shea, this is my last note I'll okay, say about okay. it, is if I was O'Shea, I'm calling Detroit about Blake Griffin before I get on the horn with Cleveland for a while. No. Really? No. Oh. I just, Why? Because, dude, Griffin's a more athletic version of Kevin Love. Uh, he's always injured. He's always injured, which isn't saying that, isn't to say that Love isn't because he kind of is injured a lot too. But, listen, I love Blake, and Blake is – I agree. He's phenomenal, but. Uh. Yeah. Uh, bringing in a big on a multi-year deal who already has a history of injuries into Portland. Yeah. You're probably right. Let's not mess with that. With that and is, it, is this not, is this our like athletic team? What is happening? Uh, dude, we, so Portland had the least amount, even with Nurk's injury at the end of the season, mm-hmm. Portland had the least amount of time. Like, they had the smallest amount of time of players spent mm-hmm. on the in, like on the injured mm-hmm. list last year, mm-hmm. and that helped them a lot mm-hmm. in the regular season because they were able to beat on teams. Like, yeah, they were healthy and they've been playing together for a long time, so they were just able to scheme wins that when other I teams mean, are dealing with huge injuries. Huge component. Huge component is health. Law of averages, right? We were right. the healthiest team last year. Now we're probably the most decimated. Yeah, I mean, even last year, uh, what's his name, Cantor, playing with a busted up so- shoulder yeah he was injured but he was playing but through he was it playing yeah. yeah and it's just yeah i just yeah i just have to go law of averages right like you see a team shoot 60 percent from three and a quarter you're frustrated you're just like but that's going to come down yeah. and it always does yeah so <sighs> so yeah no more no more praise for the Blazers. we hate you <laughs> oh god okay all right so you text me um uh, two people's names yeah, I've calmed down a little bit, but, oh, just, but, I, no. can, but I can get myself ramped back. Oh. I, can get, I can get myself ramped back oh, up. Okay. I, I'm gonna, who do you think I want to start with? Probably you have a weird fascination with Joey Gibson, so probably <laughs> Patriot Prayer. Huh? Probably Patriot Prayer is who you want me to start Oh, with. I love him. Uh, uh, I, don't I don't know what – I'm so fascinated and just – I follow him on Instagram. Like, I know. So does say what you mean, and that's where I saw what I'm going. Yes. What I'm about to get frustrated. Oh about. yes. What is it? Did Tell you, me. Did you see the video that he shared with some dude named Owen that was escorted out of the public hearings? No. Public impeachment no. inquiry hearings. He was yelling about how the Democrats are the real criminals. Donald Trump is innocent, and he gets escorted out by uh, police. Uh huh. Well, okay. So Patriot. Patriot Prayers Instagram shared this video mm-hmm. on, and then they're like, you know, this. They had, you know, oh, he's like, you know, he's a true, like, he's a true patriot, all that, blah, 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 all, all of their stuff. Like, this guy, like, this guy is the only one with balls enough to stand up and, and speak the truth. And there's like this 16 year old kid, like, comments, like, dude, 
What? Joey Gibson is doing a children's Bible story yeah, I time. Bring, I was going to bring that up too. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I want to go. I wish I didn't have to work and go to Seattle. I would be there. Just sitting in the front row. Like, tell me the, about the Bible, Joey. Oh, who better to hear those stories from? I know. Than that douche. Okay, sorry. Go sorry. ahead. I see the video. I'm okay. not going to watch it, but I see him like being escorted okay, out. Okay, so he's being escorted out and... So this guy's name is Patriot Prayer, right? He's always talking about being Christian, like living a Christian life mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. right? Well, so the 16-year-old kid comments like... Um, How do you know he's 16? Were you reading through the, the comments? Be- yes, I was reading through the comments, and the 16-year-old kid in the comments comments to Patriot Prayer and says something along the lines of... I'm trying to find it, but I'll close quote it, and it's okay. basically like, this. as much as I agree with this guy, um, it's not a good look for us because... We win when we're civility, when we use civility, when we stoop down to their level. I'm assuming he's talking about Democrats, liberals. No, I think this is it. Okay. As great as this is, makes us look just as crazy as the lefties that do the same shit. Yes. Boom, I'm I was, good, I was bro. trying to make it sound better, but yes. That's no, like, that's why ex- would you try to make someone... I don't know. <laughs> Because I'm crazy. Say it how they say it. So okay, that's that's what that's what. So go through and read Patriot Prayer's replies to that. Okay, um, I won't say their name, but hey, we are way past that point. When treason is openly occurring in our country, we should be doing more than this. They are lucky people are too afraid to do what Owen did, and we're ta- and we're taking them to the gallows. That was Patriot Prayer, right? Yeah, yeah, saying we should be taking our political opponents to the gallows. He's literally calling for like using the power of the state to murder people. But this guy's a Christian. He's co-opting Christianity and patriotism. I know, but right. Like he's not even living by the words that he supposedly is going to be reading the children. Oh, damn dude. Like this guy's going to, in one sentence, talk about hanging Democrats, and then he's going to go read the Bible to children. If I didn't have anything better to do, (laughs) I would go to that library reading with a printout of that and just stand there and hold it while he read it. (laughs) That would be perfect. Someone should do that. I know. No. You're you're a pussy. I'm too much of a puss. I'm absolutely too much. I am absolutely too much. It wouldn't even take a confrontation. It would take a glare and you'd be running out the door. I saw him at Safeway up by our house. Yes. Yeah, and I didn't even say anything to him. I would fanboy so hard on him. (laughs) I don't know why. I'm obsessed. I just it's just that he lives on on just I'm fascinated by that. He lives on creating like us versus them. It's like this the most divisive shit ever. It's like Dude, and he that page has been posting so much like uh, Alex Jones videos and just well, and, the, and this this poor kid, like this kid is sixteen years old, and like this is who he's going to, and he, he even said like the kid says like I'm just sixteen, like I don't know anything. Um, he's like, well, clearly it's treason, but I'm just saying it's like someone like I wanted to comment and be like, man, like you need to talk to somebody different because this is not treason, like. This isn't treason. This is this is the other point I was going to make. It's like yeah. when when President Trump first used the word treason in his like 
rhetoric and his speech, everybody flipped out about it. And then, of course, all the all the Trump apologists saying like he just uses hyperbole. It's part of his it's part of his bit. Like he doesn't really mean it. Well, what happens? That stuff trickles down, and now you see it come all being used as if it's fact. And that's exactly what happens every time. I know it's so gross, man. It's there's so no gross. there's there's just this cognitive dissonance. There's just no connection drawn between anything anymore. We had that conversation. Was it last week about how was this guy a symbol of strength and and toughness and military? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Did I, did I? Okay, so I've talked to you a little bit about the Trump supporter at my work who always buys all the yeah the mm-hmm. like memorabilia stuff, right? He comes to work and he's like, "Check out what I ordered online," and it's just this box, and I can see an image on the box, and I'm like, "Are you serious?" And he's like, "Yeah." Comes in the next day, he goes, "My package came. Check it out. It's a giant, like almost as tall as you are, so mm-hmm. giant, yeah, um, inflatable Trump Santa Claus." With a hat that says, make Christmas great again. And he put it on the roof of his house. So not only is, has one of these been made and bought. <laughs> How many of these have been made and oh, bought? You drive through Appalachia, I guarantee they're on. Like, he's got, house. he's got little, uh, he's got like actual size dollar bills that say 2020 on them. And they're Trump. Dollar bills, Trump 2020, make America great again, dollar bills. And he gave them to the the girl in the office, the woman in the office. And uh, I was like, I want one of those. And he's like, yeah, right. And I go, I really do want one of those. And he's like, okay, so now I have one of those. Um, uh, And. Oh, I was going to go. So So, um, we started getting into this conversation about about Trump and just people buying things like that again i brought up people decaling their entire cars in trump and i i mentioned this around someone at work and just the disconnect here like they're just not listening i said i just don't understand it's weird to me that people are willing to just cover their entire cars in trump symbolism or trump's name or whatever it may be like people are just enamored in love with this caricature of him and there i go there's even symbolism and and images online of just him standing on a tank with a flag and a bald eagle on his shoulder like he's just like this representation of the military of a tough hard military who will do what's right for this for this country and the person comes back and says well he should be representing our military he should be standing up for our military i said no no i'm not saying that What I'm saying is that he is used as a symbol of strength to represent our military. Yeah, he's being used to represent the military. He's not standing up for our military. And they're like, well, I think I think not get that. They said, well, I think I think a president should support our military. I said, you're not listening. (laughs) You're not listening. That's not what I'm that's, saying. That's illuminating in itself, though. It is. Yeah. It absolutely yeah, is. Is they they think that stand in in their view that's standing up for the military. Exactly. That's what that told me. Yeah. And that's why I'm in. I I'm obsessed with individuals like Joey. That's why I'm obsessed with reaching out and talking to these people that I know don't get it, because it gives me insight into that thought process, that mentality. How people are really thinking or viewing this guy. Mm-hmm. 
I showed that picture of him, the Rocky doctored picture of him on Rocky's body, like flexing or whatever. And they're like, yeah, he's supporting our military. I, uh, <laughs> I, I just don't. I, I don't know, dude. I, it's all going to hell. And I am just sitting back and watching. I just that is the thought process there. He's supporting our military because people superimpose his face on to everything. A dollar bill, a Santa Claus. He's making Christmas great again. Please tell me how. Because we're going to because he he is now saying it's okay to say Merry Christmas. It's always been okay. I know. I know, man, it, but they're convinced that because one school somewhere said we're not putting up a Christmas tree or some school somewhere said we're going to take under God or something off of like they're it's like they, they take anecdotal evidence and they make it a generalization. And then all of a sudden it's somehow like in, indicative of an entire collapse of our culture. I just had a thought. It's he, almost he, like he's protecting. Against yeah. That. Sorry for cutting no, you're off. you're good. It's almost like this war or this fight against being inclusive. In a way. Just because, like, they're... That is literally the only reason someone is not going to include a Christmas tree or not say Merry Christmas is to not alienate another person. Mm-hmm. But because one school or one person or one state or whatever tried to be more inclusive, now they feel like they're being excluded... And I don't know. It's just, I, I don't know. I had a thought, but it's, I just think of them fight, like they really feel like they're like fighting this battle and like standing up for traditionalism or Americanism mm-hmm. because they're saying Merry Christmas. It's nobody said you can't say Merry Christmas. If you look at the, if you like all these polls are saying like, have continued to say, say Merry Christmas, whatever the fuck. Nobody's offended by holiday cups at Starbucks. Nobody is genuinely upset about that shit. No. But these people get to be upset to then, I don't know. Well, everybody gets upset on Twitter, but I don't, maybe it's just, I think it's something with the generation. Like, I think the generation, Generation Z, Gen Zs. Yeah. And maybe the 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 earlier like the the last of the millennials, like the er, like the youngest millennials, mm-hmm. the people who grew like they're growing up with technology and social media already being present and established, right? And they know like what to take seriously and what not to take seriously and stuff like that, right? But it's the it's like it's us who when we were when we were in our youngest formative years, social computers and like the internet weren't really that much of a thing. Like it was there, but it really wasn't. It wasn't nowhere when you're what right. it is now. Social media wasn't exist didn't exist. So I think when people see like overreactions on the cesspool that is Twitter, they right. think that that's somehow indicative to how an entire side. Like if people are getting if people are saying like. Yes. All everybody's getting mad about something on Twitter that, that that's somehow indicative of the entire population of the United States right. and like this is big culture war. When or really one it's just, entire group. When or... really it's just a, it's just a bunch of trolls on Twitter. Like it's ten thousand trolls on Twitter. But when you're looking and you're seeing ten thousand replies, mm-hmm. okay, well that's maybe like maybe five thousand people in the population of the United States. That's yes. nowhere near indicative of of a consensus of millions of, of thought. That's, yeah. that's not the aggregate idea, right? That's not the aggregate belief, right? In, I don't know. I, I think I think as 
older generations start to fade out and the newer generation new i think i do think we'll we over time we may see a return to normalcy on this just because i think as people become more i think now that people i think social i think when people have been on social media longer and they've grown up in it they're I think they're going to be less susceptible to. I think that's a to good general, point. To overgeneralizations, to being overly hyped about certain things, and then also believing false, like knowing how to spot bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I maybe. hope. I think that's a great that that's a great point, and I like that's that's being optimistic. I mean, I think it's cool. Like as much as like that kid, that sixteen year old kid on 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 uh, on Patriot Prayers, like on that Patriot Prayer that comment that he left on Patriot Prayers. Uh, uh, Instagram mm-hmm. at least he's like he's the youngest one in there and he's the only one saying hey maybe we should not like maybe we should that's a good maybe, point he was saying it was treason he was saying a bunch of stuff that he clearly doesn't know but like he doesn't know the minute details right he's not right. he's not that smart but at least at the minimum you can take from it he was the most adult in that comment section with a bunch of 30 year olds who are flipping out saying we need to take people to the gallows and he's saying maybe we should take a step back and not look like a bunch of crazies that's a great point that's a great point. So call me optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm really not. I mean, if I know, you, I, I but if you look, God, if you look at trends, there's silver linings. If you there. look, if you look at trends around the around the world right now, we're 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 fucked. But yeah, um, yeah. I read a thing about Macron yesterday that just was fascinating. We can get into it later. Okay. I want to I want to shit on Peter Khalil okay. a little bit more. All right. Than we did last night. Let's hear it. Or last week. Uh huh. So did, did you listen to the episode last night? Uh, yeah. Did you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Sorry. Um. Anyway. Oh, I want to say real quick. Yeah. I laugh. I la- I've listened to the episode I think, twice now. I laugh every time, the both times when you're like, he's, and I go, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, thanks for saving <laughs> me there. <laughs> oh, gosh. He, I'm... I might get myself in trouble because there's people that I am connected to that are. Um, well, just leave those names with, out. With him, I'm not going to say any names. I'm not going to say any names. But yeah. I mean, there's people who control certain, like a certain aspect of my, certain aspect of my, something I'm involved in uh-huh. that could make me no longer involved in if, okay. like, I say anything too disparaging. So I got to be, I have to be, try to be careful. I get you. But politics, politics. Politics. But I, I will say this, like, He's he's just the other side of the coin of what we've just been talking about. What do you like, mean? Lives on divisiveness. He's oh. he has to create in order for him to be popular. Mm-hmm. He can't re- he can't sit and rest on his proposals or his policy proposals at all. He has to his only his only path to power is to divide. Okay, and he's doing that by basically like trying to create in groups and out groups. You're not with us the people he was targeting right because you because he knows he has to he doesn't want to get he knows he won't probably get their endorsement so what do you, what does he do instead of trying to work with them mm-hmm. he has to he has to put up barriers instead of building bridges right right i'm being very vague no but, no no, no. I mean, I mean the fact that he like the group, but you can talk about what we talked about. Well, last then, week. but then, then calling himself a victim right he was he's using trump's playbook you said it last week I can be our, smart our, sometimes. Our con- Come on, dude. Stop <laughs> it. Stop it. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Donna, I mean, Donna said it too. And what he... 
God, it's just the fact that one, he, he okay boomered somebody. Yeah. All right. So follow up to last week. So annoyed. The fact that he even said that once, but then I went to his page and he's like, I totally okay boomered someone. And then he went on this like five paragraph diatribe about, about the backstory of it. Yeah. So quick recap last week, he, he, um, he posted a public letter mm-hmm. saying, I will not be seeking the endorsement of individual indivisible greater Vancouver because in his words, they don't, they're just, um, they're just co-opting the progressive movement, but aren't actually fighting for any sort of actual change. Right. When that group who didn't start this, like they didn't start anything. He's the one that put that public. you if you believe that and you send that privately and whatever, and then they put it out publicly, then okay, they started it, but they didn't. You not only sent it to them, but you posted it on public for as a political stunt. So when they, I mean, anybody is going to push back against you, especially when you're as vague as he was, because he didn't say anything about the policies that they support or don't support that may have or did not, or may have or did put Trump in office, which mm-hmm. that's a major claim to make about a <laughs> about a progressive organization. Yeah. Come on. Um, I just could not. I, I I just couldn't. I've just been bothering the hell out of me that, that that he would one levy that claim without supporting it. Mm-hmm. And then when they asked him to support it, he okay boomers them. He yeah. even becomes even less vague and more flippant. <laughs> like explain yourself. What do you mean there? And then okay he, boomer. And then he then he acts like he's the victim, dude. You're the one who started it. Yeah, I was gonna comment. But then I saw like a bunch of comments and he didn't comment back to anybody. Mm-hmm. So I was like, he doesn't, he's not going to, he's not going to be held accountable for his words. No, no, because he doesn't have to be right. He, there are his select people who are going to back him no matter what. I want to, oh God, this is terrible. I'm thinking this. You can shoot somebody in Fifth Avenue and they're not going to care. I want to publicly announce that we will not be accepting Peter Khalil's endorsement <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we should write something up, dude. <laughs> oh my god, that was the funniest thing you have ever said. Okay. Um, yeah, no, we were, we will not <laughs> say what you mean podcast will not be endorsing Peter Quill for the third uh, congressional district. This is an, uh, we're audibly audio proclamation that we will not be accepting your endorsement, Peter. Yeah. Sorry. Oh God. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's just, it's way too bad that, uh. I mean, just when we just when we met him the first time, and he was just like, "Yeah, I'm running against Jamie Herrera." I was like, "Well, are, like, are you running as an independent, or are you mm-hmm. running as a Democrat? Because if you're running as a Democrat, it's a primary process. You got to win before you're running against Jamie, bro." Right. But, but that's his in an environment with the majority of leftists or Democrats. That's the way to get them to listen. Is that you're running against the opposition of the Democrats? I mean, guess yeah you're right but it's like i would have way more respect for you if you walked up to me hi i'm peter khalil i'm running for the democratic nomination for the third legislative district in right, washington state right i'd be like okay man like so what are your policies like let's have you a conversation. were immediately turned off like what <laughs> it didn't make any sense because i knew carolyn long was head had just announced or was going to announce soon right so it's like no you're not like yeah. 
He's just, not beating Carolyn. It's just the ego yeah. on him. Yeah. Like whether I mean, whether he's gonna whether he's gonna whether he's gonna Columbia Columbia whether you whatever you went to whether you whether he's gonna beat Carolyn or not like that's secondary it's just like the just the ego there mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. I'm running against Jamie it's like well well no you're you're not <laughs> not yet anyway yeah. yeah it's just yeah it's annoying it's just so annoying dude I'm so tired of being tired of these people. I'm just, oh God, I'm so tired of it. It's just, there is no more, there is no rash, there's just no rationality anymore. There is, don't, there is no, none. It's just, dude, it is tribalism at the 10th degree. I, I have tried, man, I have tried to, 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 to try to see things from both sides. I know last week we kind of had like questioning a little bit about the, in, about the impeachment and right, everything. Right, and I'm right. like, am I seeing what I'm seeing? And I'm like, man, they're, yeah, I don't know. There's like, I I think that was a small example, and we got a listener kind of saying things back to us about that, and which I appreciate and love and respect that that feedback. Mm-hmm. But that was just an example, I think, of a broader issue that you and I are were trying to discuss, which is that it's not just the impeachment hearing, but it's also things like with with the imagery of Trump. Like, uh, there's this when you're having a conversation with something, they just wholeheartedly with every beat of their heart believe the things that they're saying to the point regardless of if, if it's impeachment or if Trump is making Christmas great again you you start to question your own like just ideas because without wavering at all they know it mm-hmm. and you're like well no I know that is not true but do I? Because look at how they're they're willing to like dive on a sword to prove that he's he is the representation of the military. He is making Christmas great again. He is innocent in all in all forms and in every way. It's like at it's we know deep down we're not wrong, but there's just this hint of like doubt that they shed because they're I'm not willing to die to prove somebody wrong, but they are. They're willing to die on every hill. Like yes. there is like every hill they're willing to defend every end, every yeah. inch yeah. of what what of the boundaries that Trump has put up, mm-hmm. and dude, it's um, and I don't I don't know I can't yet decide. Maybe it maybe it's it's both. Maybe it's multi-directional. Like if he's the one setting the boundaries and everybody else adjusts to him, mm-hmm. or if he reads the way the boundaries are being set and then he adjusts to that, right. He's more of a popular. I mean, he's I he's a populist. So I yes. I have a feeling he has teams that are getting the pulse of his base. Oh, and yeah. then he adjusts to that because I mean he's not an ideologue. Has to. He's not an ideologue by any means. And you see so many of the things that were like repeated in the dark corners of Rush, like of Rush Limbaugh and the Glenn Becks, like mm-hmm. these conspiracy theories about the deep state. Like you just see that stuff now being, it's like red meat. Like he like they identify like the five or six like big keywords and then he just dude he just puts those on repeat yeah and he just keeps just keeps saying them keeps saying them and keeps saying them until people until it's like oh like and then people are like well i've been hearing that and all of a sudden here's the president validating yes my belief so yes. that has to be true so i'm going to plant my flag boom right here i'm not moving off of it because not only have i believed it because the people i listen to said mm-hmm. that this is but i always had a little bit of doubt but now the president is saying it and he has all this power like he knows things like people legitimately believe that anthony that sorry that uh 
Attorney General Barr is going to be disproving and proving, like disproving all the impeachment stuff and proving that it was actually Biden that was doing all of this. Like they truly believe that Barr's like inquiry, <laughs> his Barr's own internal investigation yeah. is somehow going to reveal that it was Ukraine that in, in that uh, attacked the 2016 elections. Oh, like even though all of our intelligence committee, all of our intelligence community has said that as Russia, but they're trying to spin it as as Ukraine. And that's why Trump was trying to get anti-corruption uh, policies done in Ukraine. Wow. It's, but if you were to talk to any of them, it's, oh, it's, it's, it was Ukraine, it was Ukraine, it was Ukraine. It's like, well, it's not. Like, there's literally no reason, there's no strategic reason. Ukraine doesn't have the, stra- the, the strategic capability, the, mil- the money, cap- monetary capability, nor the, like, the, the military capability to pull off what they're claiming what they're what they're claiming to yeah. do they don't have the political will to do it why because why would ukraine want to elect to have a president in the united states elected to the united to you know elected a president who is openly anti-nato right. the institution that ukraine has fought for decades to be brought into yeah it just doesn't make any none of it makes any it does just nobody's it, it does, thinking it doesn't about that it doesn't pass the smell test yeah at any level but it doesn't matter because that's that is the I mean that's the reality right now that they're spinning but how do you how do i have how do i have a conversation with somebody where i'm trying to explain that right without coming across as a huge douche yeah and just getting glazed eyes over and nobody listens to me that's what happens anytime i'm trying to explain like well nato works on consensus and you and then one of the major reasons why um ukraine can't get into nato is because they constantly have a border dispute and one of the provisions about nato membership is you can't have any border disputes like i start talking about that and like trying to disprove like you're trying to fight on this hill and as soon as you start making any sort of increments they jump to the other hill and they plant their flag yes, on that and then yep. they, you just you're chasing them around and you can't you can't do it you just can't do it <sighs> You sound exhausted. I'm exhausted. <laughs> I am exhausted. It's because you're chasing him up and down these hills all day. Oh, man. I don't have the cardio for that. After three or four hills, you, you need to point out, listen, every time you've tried to replant your flag on a new hill, I've disproven you. <laughs> three times. The odds are not looking in your favor. And then you win that argument. Yeah. Okay. Because it works like that. <laughs> it does. Does it? That's that confrontation. Mm. You show the fallacy in their own arguments. You do that by breaking down what they're saying. Give them two times. Fuck it. Like, that's twice now that I've disproven everything you're saying. And they'll be like, you're fake news. And then they win. Yeah. That's All right. how it works. I got to go. You, ha- you Oh, it is late. Yeah, you do have to go. <laughs> Thanks for hanging. For sure. I love this so much. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. This sorry fun. if we were rambling a little bit, but. Yeah, sorry I got depressing. Oh, dude, you have to talk. <laughs> up, I mean, it's Dexter. This is my therapy session. It's Dexter. Every week. But it's Dexter. You got to <laughs> talk Dexter. about it. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Um, we'll talk to you guys next week. Uh, what's next week? Um, next week will be the like nineteenth. Dang, we're getting close. Getting close to Christmas. So, <sighs> I was thinking we haven't had a guest on in a while. So, anybody's listening wants to come chat and hang. Be we have our guest. Be our guest. Yes, please. Yes, please. All right. All yeah, right. I like that idea. Let's. Uh, I'll. I'll put some feelers out there. <gasps> Ooh. Oh, we record on Thursdays though. Yeah, that'd be tough. Mm. I'll, I'll I'll get something in line because okay. I know somebody who's been wanting to come on. Okay. All right, we'll talk. Cool. All right, thanks okay. for listening, guys. Sounds good. Bye.